KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company. Schleider Painting, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. And good morning, good Saturday, good weather, good weekend. We are off and running two hours of the Helitech Home Improvement Show here on KMOX, sponsored in part by Schleter Painting. We have so much to talk about today. With this good weather, it's time to get outside and enjoy all that our area has to offer so many things happening around town um uh, sadly baseball not one of them but uh you know we have lots of things happening here on university of KMOX today two hours home improvement questions and answers your questions my answers sometimes my questions your answers we change places every now and again exchanging sharing the phone lines 10 of them wide open for our forum here at university of KMOX 314 four four three six seven nine zero zero three one four four three six seven nine hundred and toll free eight hundred nine two five one one two oh eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty two hours home improvement questions and answers let's get the home the hut the teepee all ready for the winter to come it's just around the corner we are deep into the fall season and believe me winter is not far away wrapping up here october on through november great weather still ahead of us don't get me wrong and some great days here on this saturday and sunday weekend here in st louis midwestern united states if you can hear my voice you're within five states of st louis our community our uh, family if you will uh it stretch stretches quite a distance through the various surrounding states of missouri and illinois which is our home central area if you will and we have two hours to talk about your topics 314-436-7900 toll free 800-925-1120 i urge you to really get outside and take a little walk about especially when the weather is this nice whether it happens today or tomorrow or mornings and evenings around home just be aware of your home be aware of its condition anything that is amiss this is like personal health care uh, you and I are responsible to take care of ourselves. That also extends to where we live, the built environment, the homes, the buildings, the apartment, even little. If you rent, this is the Gamowix Home Improvement Show. If you are a first time home buyer, boy, howdy, this is the place you need to be because we talk about how to take care of, how to learn, and we exchange our questions and answers. Some of the best stuff goes back and forth. Um, some years ago, when I started this show, I was pretty intimidated. You know, how can I have all those answers? <laughs> The truth is, I can't and I don't, but you do. Together, you bet, we come up with everything necessary for our callers. Sometimes just the science behind it and how to noodle through, figure it out for ourselves. And sometimes I have uh, direct answers and experience. I uh, own Mosby Building Arts. We are licensed architects and home remodelers. We've been around for 70-plus years since 1947. It's an honor to still be around and serve you as well in all the various areas that we do. Sometimes just questions and answers here on Cam. Sometimes as our clients and soon-to-be friends, and uh, so much to talk about. If you want to find out a little bit more about me or Mosby Building Arts, it's M-O-S-B-Y buildingarts.com one big word mosbybuildingarts.com or if you can't remember that like me 
just call Mosby, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y dot C-O-M. So phone numbers, phone lines for our questions and answers, 314-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. Talking about today, uh, we're getting past the time when you can seal your driveway, seal your asphalt. You can clean your deck. You can, uh, a wood deck, you can, you know, there's still a little more time because the wood doesn't hold the temperature. Uh, for sealing concrete and sealing asphalt, that time pretty much has come and gone because those temperatures need to be about 70 degrees Fahrenheit for ideal. <clears throat> getting colder than that 70 degrees degrees means the chemical reactions necessary to finish that all out get a little less but still uh, sealing concrete is still good because you get some of that uh, penetration in and it's also not a water-based thing but asphalt really tough that's kind of an emulsion which means there's a whole bunch of solid stuff floating around in a liquid and as that liquid evaporates it sticks Uh, so it's still decent time for cleaning and sealing preferred times are pretty much past Um, then around the home keep in mind getting out in an emergency make sure your deadbolts your lock sets thresholds weather strip all that stuff moves and opens and closes freely Uh, be aware of lighting around the inside and the outside of your home keep in mind if something happens and the first responders come and sometimes that's a whole tribe of people because the first responders might include an ambulance when an ambulance comes oftentimes comes a cruiser from the you know the 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 police and then if that responds and there's something to it sometimes the fire apparatus shows up just having enough hands because they don't always know what they're getting in so you might have quite the gathering coming to your home Uh, so again keeping those windows and doors freely opening lighting on the uh, evenings keep in mind the postman uh, friends and neighbors people that stop by the kids uh, stop knocking on the door asking to sell magazines and all the goodies that we have in our lives 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Also, uh, the blog today, B-L-O-G, you know, if you're an oldster like me, uh, accessible design. Where do I start? What is accessible? Why do I care? Well, it's getting in and out and using things. If you don't know what I'm talking about, get in your car. Your car has all those handles to climb in and grasping. You know, whatever age you are, if you're carrying the birthday cake and you're leaning over trying to put it down on the seat, sometimes that handle comes in handy as you're bending down at any age. Uh, So where do I start? Also, how do you make things more accessible? What does that look like? Well, accessibility um, sometimes inaccurately called ADA, Americans with Disabilities Act, uh, that's not really kind of a law or a code, but it has become the term that we use to describe making things more friendly to abilities of all ages. 436-7900-314-436-7900-800-925-1120. I have Bosco, my pet gerbil, in the background turning out 50,000 watts. A little bit of background help from Ameren Electric to keep us on the air. And we stretch through about a four or five state area. Thank you for joining me on the KMWX Home Improvement Show, the Helitech Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Schleter Painting. So we're going to talk about all sorts of things, yours best. But still, start with your roof on the walkabout and work your way down. Be aware of anything in the yard. Uh, Leaves are starting to fly. 
you know, we've got some serious leaf issues ahead of us. Wherever you are, sometimes you might have more or less than others, depending upon the tree species. Mike Miller was talking about all those things this morning on the KMOX Garden Hotline. Uh, so stay tuned. Scott Mosby, 436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. Let's get some questions going here and exchange some knowledge on University of KMOX. This is Scott Mosby. I'll be right back. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, Scott Mosby, we are off and running. Phone lines lit up, uh, and phone and knowledge abounds here. I'm not sure who's going to learn something. Maybe me, maybe you, maybe all of us together. We have about thirty to 50,000 of us listening, so that is the family of X on this Saturday morning. Let's see what's cooking with my friend Dave. Hey, Dave, good morning. Welcome to X, sir. How may I help you? Good morning. I spoke to you a couple of months ago about sandblasting my cabin. Yeah. And I got and I got it done, and it looks terrific. The problem I've got I've got twofold problem now. I really love the look of the cabin uh, natural. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Now I'm wondering if it's getting too chilly to be able to seal it. Um, not really. Uh, that's why painters are so active. 70 degrees Fahrenheit, Dave, is optimal, and there's a curing time, and with your uh, stains, if this solvent base or water base, still, just think if it's 70 degrees, sunshine, temperature rising, and this is true with concrete, painting, coatings, whatever, but if it's uh, 75 degrees and it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon, sun's going down, temperature dropping into the 60s and the 50s, not so good. Uh, So if you're between, say, 55 degrees Fahrenheit and 85, you're just in the prime time of sealing area. So the time of day that is available for your cabin to be sealed or painted uh, is, and, and the logs are above ground. So ambient air temperature matters. Direct sunlight really matters because it's not the air temperature, Dave, that counts. It's the material temperature of the wood. So, yeah, you still have time to do this. Uh, be aware that a clear sealer uh, doesn't protect the wood. You ultraviolet light UV quite the same as a pigmented sealer, but it also doesn't usually get bad looking as quickly because, you know, the bleaching out of the pigment goes away. Your sealer may still be good, but the color doesn't look quite so sharp. So, yeah, you're still in what I consider prime time, and today, I mean, uh, mucho uh, good uh, prime time. Yeah, Uh, and the sealer is my problem. I found a sealer with with the AV coating coating in it, Yeah. Um, but it kind of turns the wood darker. Yeah. And I don't know that I'm happy with that. Well, that's one of the issues because what turns the wood darker is the penetration of that liquid into the wood. And if it actually has some solids in it, which I talked about on emulsion, that, you know, a good stain or sealer or paint has a bunch of chunks of already cured material called solids. Well, those solids get carried in by the liquid and then they sit there. So it's like a reflective chip of material that's already cured out chemically so that's why you're getting a darker look it's penetrating uh, and if it just sits on the top the weather will tear it up carry it away very quick so there's really not a a, a clear non-pigmented sealer that has AV coating in it 
Oh yeah, yeah, but but it will darken that wood because if you do a it's good job cleaning the wood, the wood there you go. Yeah, yeah. If it's okay. going to do it, there you go. You're catching on. There's a consequence to everything. All right. Well, I got it now. Thank you for your help. And I think you'll find that as you balance it out in your mind, that having as close to a look as you can get, you know, when we get into this at Mosby with Design, is perfect sometimes is hard to attain, but best, the best balance is always attainable. Uh-huh. So welcome to my world, brother. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Okay, take, take care, Dave. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And Dave's trying to stain his cabin. A uh, longtime caller uh, he called a few months ago about to clean, I think it was his log cabin. And, you know, I, I, little fun things about log cabins. When this time of year especially, and we get into November and December, around holidays and such, when the temperature drops, you can have a 76-degree afternoon, direct sunlight, those logs, those warm things, and, and masonry homes as well then maybe by 10 o'clock at night it could be 30 degrees or below freezing well think about that building material a log dropping that amount of of temperature it has consequences and they can make some funky noises Uh, and for me you know I hear those noises and I'm familiar just you know because I know how stuff goes together my wife will wake me up say did you hear that it's like no you know, because it's it's within the realm of a normal structure of some sort. And then sometimes I'll hear something, you know, just some wind outside, which is even lighter, less noisy. You know, I'll sit bolt upright. That's not a normal sound for my area or the structure. Anyway, let's see what's happening with my buddy Mark. Hey, Mark. Good morning, Scott Mosby, Cam West. Hi, Welcome to how Facebook, are you? Brother. Fantastic. How are you? Good. Yeah, I was calling in reference to my driveway it's about 200 feet, and it's down. goes down on an incline, and I'm trying to take care of the concrete joints yes. so that the water doesn't get in there and heave it. Yes. And, and I know a lot of the ceilings, the problem is that they're self-leveling, and that doesn't help me on a hill. Well, some are. You, the, any sealant is available in self-leveling. That means it's like water. Then they semi-self-leveling, which is like um, syrup, if you will. And then you can get into regular gun caulk, which, uh, you know, it'll burn out your hand, but you do not need to use uh, liquid, you know, self-leveling or semi. You can get regular gun caulk for those inclines, and that's what the pros will do. The issue is you just have to be even better better you know the that self-leveling or semi-self isn't going to smooth out the bumps and the and the so you need to guide and glide a slick application with that uh, caulking gun it's not going to help you so if you leave bumps and lumps by golly it's going to be bumps and lumps for 10 years so it's the issue of the skilled caulk application um, and and even the self-leveling and semi-self-leveling those are not for the faint of heart they you know that stuff starts rolling out of that tube and it it's you just can't get that genie back in the bottle sometimes so you're just into what what manufacturer are you looking for for that caulk i mean what type of caulk um, there's a Sika, S-I-K-A, uh, Sika Flex. Yeah. Uh, that's the stuff you'll see around swimming pools and such. Uh, but uh, generally what you're looking for are brands that you probably haven't heard of. 
but they will be very common in uh, commercial applications, industrial. I mean, who caulks these windows on the 100th floor of a multi-story building, you know? So all those products are available. They might be, you know, sold in a 55-gallon barrel. So the how it gets delivered and distributed, 30-ounce tube is that big quart tube. Oh, it's about 15 inches long and about 2.5 inches in diameter and comes in a bigger caulk gun. Then your 10-ounce tube, which is what you and I commonly know as a caulking gun. Boy, don't buy that. If you're, if you're caulking in a driveway you'll be there for you know two years caulking 200 feet with a 10 ounce tube so it's you have to figure it out but you get gunnable caulk which is traditional it's a one part urethane here mark so you're looking for a one part urethane um, one of the places we get it is uh, new way concrete so basically at a wholesale concrete supply if they sell concrete tools and concrete sealers and forms and such you know that's where you're looking Okay. Well, thank you very much. I yeah, appreciate and, it. And do practice, Mark. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I'm pretty good with this stuff. I've held all kinds of caulking guns for years. I don't do anything without messing up the first 20 or 30 feet, you know, on a practice something. So, uh, right. you know, give yourself a okay. chance to pick up those skills. Very good. Thank you. All right, Mark. Good luck. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. Going to take a short pause and come right back. We've got some phone uh, questions here on the board. We've got a yeah, good day. Good day you're going to enjoy staying tuned to CAMWEX right here on University of CAMWEX. Scott Mosby at your service. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, back together. We have Bosco cranking out in the background there, about 49,800. Come on, a little more, a little more. Okay, we're up to snuff. 50,000 clear channel watts coming all the way to you. Sometimes coast to coast, sometimes internationally at the night when KMOX puts a signal out there. Let's see what's happening with my friend uh, Joe. Joe, good morning. Welcome. Yeah, good morning, Scott. Uh, Appreciate your program. I picked up the tail end of your conversation about self-leveling caulk. I'm uh, considering on sealing my driveway, but I've got a lot of the expansion joints have rotted away, and I'm wondering if self-leveling caulk would be the product yes, before typically, I seal the driveway. Yes, typically it is, Joe. If you've got a flat or pretty flat driveway, um, you know, unlike Mark who had a, a steep uh, slope or incline, uh, self-leveling caulk, I mean, you cut that stuff open, and we typically use them in 30-ounce tubes. The pros, professional caulking companies have, you know, they draw them out of 55-gallon drums. This stuff moves like water. I mean, it flows, you know, kind of like water. And once it starts coming out of that tube, how you stop the flow of that liquid, I mean, it's just like spilling a glass of water. It'll go everywhere pretty quickly. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's got the viscosity of water. Uh, then semi-self-leveling. Go ahead. I've got about a 15 to 20 percent grade in my driveway, and I was curious whether that would be satisfactory to use or just try to get some replacement expansion uh, products. Uh, I like the caulking better, uh, frankly, uh, Joe, because it it tends to, first off, on clean it, pull the, the expansion joint out, clean the concrete for, so that it's ready to seal, uh, and then primarily you would, uh, I typically put 
the sealer on the concrete first because if the sealer comes around the corner, it's, it's still not a bad thing for the caulk to stick to in between those slabs. Uh, and then the backer rod, which if you have a three-quarter inch joint or width, which is typically a one-by or those plastic zip strips, you pull all that stuff out. Uh, you use about a one-inch backer rod, which is a foam rope material, R-O-P-E, and it just stuffs down there about a half to five-eighths inch below the top of the concrete, and then you fill up the top half inch. And if you've got a 15% grade, Joe, uh, I would probably use the semi-self-leveling, and it'll have a little bit of uneven where the bottom is higher to the top of the concrete, but I don't think you'll notice it. The one thing I like to do then with the self-leveling or, or semi-self-leveling is take a little dry sand and sprinkle it on the top of that wet caulk. So I'll plug the two ends of that, you know, maybe 12-foot wide driveway, uh, so backer rod, because if you don't plug the two ends, that semi-self-leveling and self-leveling just flows away, and it'll just fill up on the two sides of your driveway. But when that stuff is brought up to the right level, I'll dust a little dry brown sand, usually the color of the concrete, or orange Merrimack sand if it's exposed aggregate of that color. And then it that caulk... Instead of being gray and looking like caulk, it just kind of disappears color-wise. Got it. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Joe. Good question to follow up behind Mark. Thanks for calling. Uh, let's see what's cooking with my friend Aida. Hey, Aida, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help you there? Are you with me, Aida? Hello? Yes, ma'am. You're on. Hello? Yes, you're on, Aida. How may I help you? My name is Anita. Anita. Oh, good night. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's my old Yes, I've got two concerns. Uh, I've got uh, a 56 by 34 painting that I want to hang above an open stairway on a wall that's 105 by 61. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? Uh, it has to hang on a 2 by 4. How old is your house, Anita? Uh, it's built in 04, so it's uh, 15. Okay. Uh, you're on plaster then. There will be yeah. uh, two by four frames, uh, I think, anyway. Is it a solid masonry wall? When you knock on the wall, is it kind of hollow, or is it like a chunk of concrete? It's drywall. Dry- okay. Well, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, you still have to find for a uh, artware, something that size, um, you know, 56 by 34, that's a big something. Uh, yeah. So it, you have to get two hangers on. Typically, the studs or the two-by-fours, the framing, the wood things that go up inside the wall behind right. that drywall. Uh, if you're 56 wide, that's, you know, pretty much five feet, four and a half feet wide. So mm-hmm. find two of those hangers, uh, and you'll put two hangers. They come in sizes, so I would basically use a 50-pound hanger on each of those roughly, something like that. Um, and if they get, if you get them too big, you know, that's fine too. But make sure you nail them into the 2 by 4s in the wall, and you'll kind of know it because if you go through the drywall and you miss the wood inside, that nail just <laughs> slams down, and you're, you know, it's like, wait a minute, there's nothing there. Move right, it around. Okay. You know, and and put two on there so you'll have them 16 inches apart and then hang your wire on the back of that 56 by 34 art. You know, you center it and put it wherever you want and height and such. But you have to hang that, in my opinion, especially in a traffic area like a stairwell, on the wall studs to really, you know, you got seismic. I mean, we might have an earthquake in this part of the country, so you have to be aware of that stuff, too. 
Well, I was just wondering how in the world do I get up there to hang it? Uh, if you're not, if you're asking me that question, you find somebody else to hang it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there's. Well, I, I, there are ladders that have adjustable feet to where, you know, it's like a step ladder, an A-frame ladder, and there are adjustable things that go on the side. Or for painters that are up there all the time, you know, there's scaffolding and things to set up. But it's it's a bit of a commitment because you'll spend far more time getting the ladder or the scaffold ready to hold you up to get those fasteners in. Because, right. putting those, you know, finding the studs and nailing them in, and, you know, that only takes you about five or ten minutes. Right. So you're going to need that's some help. Well, that's who I'm, someone I'm looking for. Well, I'll tell you what. The frame stores uh, have people like that. So wherever you would buy that art or have it framed, they typically know uh, people that do that. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty savvy carpenter, but it still would take me 30 minutes to hang that thing, whereas a frame guy would have that thing on the wall in 10 minutes. So, you know, there's oh, a specialized. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And also, uh, in listening to your uh, program this morning and talking about staining uh, wood decks and stuff yet uh, this fall, uh, I've got a post that's probably about 7 by 6 by 6, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it's got uh, uh, real deep splits in the yes. wood. I have not, I, it was put in last year, so this year I wanted to stain it. Mm-hmm. But what do I do with those deep splits? I uh, usually disregard them and just make sure you brush the stain inside there. I suspect it's either a cedar or a treated lumber. And when yes, they dr- treated it is. Yeah, when it dries out, that wood, it's a very strong fiber stress of yellow pine. You know, that's hard, strong wood. And when Mother Nature decides it's going to shrink and split, it shrinks and split. So if you stain it, at least the splits are going to be about the same color. But if you caulk it or fill it with something, uh, that wood will continue to swell and shrink with rain and snow and heat and cold. And it'll just grind out whatever filler. So generally, you're better off um, not messing with it and just do a really good job staining and brushing. Make sure those uh, sealers get and stains get okay. in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know if I ought to fill those crevices, those those openings, prior to staining or not? Well, it's kind of like managing expectations. Um, that wood is stronger than you and I put together, so it's going to do whatever it's going to do. If you make it look too pretty, a year and a half from now, from now when that stuff falls out, it's going to be really even uglier than if you just leave it alone and put a good stain on it. You, you okay, follow me I appreciate that very much. I listen to your program so much. Oh, thanks, and I've Anita. A lot. <laughs> well, that's what experience is for. I'm here to share it with you uh, via KMOX. I thanks. I appreciate that. Frames. Ask someone in a frame store about possibly help put that up. Yeah, and and likewise, if for for those of you who are getting around, uh, you know, uh, smoke detector times to get those batteries changed. Um, Please pay attention to that. If you don't know who can help you with that, uh, call the fire department. They'd rather change your battery than haul you to the hospital. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, thanks, Anita. Sorry I missed your name like that. Uh, 314-436-7900, and 800-925-1120. Let's see what's happening with Archie. Hey, Archie, welcome to KMWX, my friend. How can I help? 
Okay, Scott, I enjoy your program very much. Thank you. I have a uh, a downspout that was going into the ground, so I mean, so now I put an elbow on the end of it, so it went one of those uh, long black drain pipes, and then now the water runs away from the house through this pipe. Mm-hmm. But now that hole, that opening has gotten pretty big now, and I was wondering, should I just fill it in with concrete or what? Uh, yeah, typically uh, uh, when those kind of go awry and you just don't know where the water's going, sometimes right into your basement. Uh, typically, we do something very high tech, like a brown paper bag, Archie, and crumble that all up and stuff it down. Just so this is like a low tech backer rod. We've been talking about caulking concrete driveways, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So basically, you just stuff a something in the top part of that pipe because if you start dropping concrete down that pipe, you know, three days from now, you still may be dumping concrete down there so yeah you just kind of clean the top edge of that pipe uh, stuff a little brown paper bag in there sometimes I've seen plastic but ideally something that will disintegrate so I prefer uh, paper and then you know stuff it in tightly enough leave about a two inch top and then just do some sand and cement and uh, pack it in and then pretty it off you know slick it up with a nice little dome to make it as attractive as you can okay can I ask one other question you bet you're my favorite here. You're my favorite caller right now. All right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. What are the advantages and disadvantages of uh, of uh, covering a flat roof over two or three layers of roofing? And what is the best uh, material to use covering a flat roof? Uh, typically, flat roofs are prone with problems. Uh, so the advantage is what are you covering up and how much money are you risking on a failed roof underneath it? For example, it could be rotted wood. It could be rotted uh, layer below the layer you're looking at. So if you have two or three layers, uh, typically you get a couple of roofs on there, maybe three in a flat, and generally the roofing contractor will lobby because their warranty is tied to that quality. So it's really you're buying insurance by stripping the roof. So if you're putting a third or fourth layer over the roof, a third layer maybe, fourth layer probably not. Archie, I'm, you know, you're just risking that money that two years from now you still have a leak because there's a puddle or something in how that deck is built below. So it's kind of like uh, health care. When you have an, an injury, uh, you know, you have a wound to deal with, you want to know what you're dealing with. On a flat roof, um, I'm more more uh, apt to strip that roof, inspect the deck, and then work my way back up just to protect the money I'm spending today. Uh, so it's more like buying insurance. Right. Okay. Yeah, just the answer you didn't want. I know that. Right, yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thank you very, very much, and I really enjoy your program. Well, thanks for being part of the family. All righty. And we're like the family you can choose, too. Some of these families just can't get out of. Well, this is Camo X. You get to choose us, and we love you back. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby, truly at your service. Thrilled to be here. I'll be right back. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. 
Oh, it's nice to be loved here on KMOX. Scott Mosby at your service. Uh, if you want to find out more about me or my company, Mosby Building Arts, that's uh, callmosby.com. Or you can call in Monday through Friday. You can call anytime. 314-909-1800. Let's see what's happening with my buddy here, Greg. Greg, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Hello, Greg. Are you there with me? Gregory? Okay. Well, how about Bob? Hey, Bob, how are you doing this morning? Hey, Scott. Yes, sir. Um, I have a question about um, we're considering looking at uh, we're downsizing and we're looking at a house that has uh, just one floor um, and has uh, radiant heat okay. in the floor. And I really don't know anything about radiant heat or um, any issues that we should look for or keep an eye on or uh, I don't know if you have any history with uh, radiant floor heating. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's the house age, Bob? Uh, I think it was built in the early 60s. 1960s. Okay, here's kind of, uh, and I can almost tell you where you are because there's a big chunk of St. Louis County built on slabs with radiant heat. Radiant heat on a scale of 1 to 10 is about a 10. Um, it he, Radiant heat heats things. Well, that's your feet, my arms, uh, all the things that get cold. So radiant heat heats the furniture, uh, whereas forced air heat heats the air. Well, the transfer of heat from a chunk of concrete that's warm into my feet, uh, it's one-to-one. It, it is a direct thermal transfer. So it is much better. The problem with the 60s is they were putting, they didn't have all these plastic poly tubes that are resistant to the acid. A lot of that was uh, copper tubing and and sweated, you know, um, soldered pipes. And the copper reacts with the alkali in the concrete or cement itself. Uh, so you need to get this thing tested. Um, and there are radiant heat people. It's very low tech. Uh, for example, uh, we built a garage for a fellow that was an auto enthusiast. And we heated it with a water heater. Um, and then a very slow-moving um, pump just to circulate the water through that tubing. So we're talking pretty low-tech for a whole home with a radiant heat. It's a boiler and the pumps and all. So it's a little bit of an old-world skill, but, man, there is no more friendlier type of heating than the radiant. Um, so anyway, those that know radiant heat really know it because there aren't a lot of them. They're usually older. It's, it's rare to get a 35-year-old uh, radiant heat service tech guy. And when you do and they love it, you'll know them because people that love radiant heat know it all. And then people that don't, it's like, well, we don't get into it too much. We deal more. With, you know. So that's kind of the A and the B list. You're welcome to call our company. Company, if you want, we'll give you a reference of who we use for radiant heat, and there are, you know, one or two that we, not a long list, um, but don't be afraid of radiant heat. Be aware that it is a very specialized thing, and you're kind of, you know, in a little bit of harm's way by age, but, you know, there aren't a whole lot, the, the, those neighborhoods where that radiant heat concrete slab houses are, those are some of the best accessible single floor, you know, they're they're worth the effort. Let me put it that way. Let me ask you, Scott. If 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 if, the, if this fails, mm-hmm. can you uh, can we go to just a forced air? Yeah. Then you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, that and uh, that's system, very common. Although it'd be in this, the you know the ducts are all in the ceiling, the vents are all in the ceiling, which isn't the most optimal way to do it. I'm assuming, but right, right. you know, I'm assuming because there's a condenser. I mean, we have air conditioning that's a separate system that in the attic that you know pushes cold air. Right, and, and when we get involved in those homes, uh, Bob, we typically keep the radiant, and then we just upgrade the forced air system to a heat with an air. So it's nothing more than changing, you know, the air handler and the furnace and the AC. So you've already got the ductwork generally up high. If it's down below the floor, those have some extra uh, problems that go with them because of water and such. No, it's all in the in the ceiling. You yeah, know, don't in be the afraid of that whatever. house. Yeah, you're you've got the best of both worlds, frankly. Um, well, and I'd run well that we're moving here. out of your neighborhood into a different one, so I thought we'd never do that. But well, and, uh, and on a personal note, I wanted to compliment you. Your daughter was—I'm assuming it's your daughter. I don't think it's your niece—that uh, went to Kirkwood High School and was a really good friend of our daughters. And I just want to let you know, you raised a, a wonderful young lady. Well, thank you. On behalf of all the Mosbys, we appreciate that. Okay. All right, Scott, Bob. Thank, thank you for you your advice. All righty. Bye. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. So much to talk about. And uh, we've had a good first hour. Stay tuned. Hour two coming up. Uh, I, I love shows with a wide array and variation of questions because I, I get to kind of exercise my own mind. Some people do crossword puzzles. I do KMOX Home Improvement Show. I kind of enjoy it with uh, you know a whole bunch of my favorite friends. Stay tuned for more. Hour two coming up next on KMOX.